Think about the impact of ministry right here. Just across a generation, right? The impact of ministry. A Sunday school teacher. And most of us would run from being Sunday school teachers, right? But the impact of ministry is, is felt in our lives in so many different ways. The way that someone might stop and pray with us. Who had coffee this morning here at the church? Anybody have coffee this morning here at the church? Raise your hand. Anybody have a muffin, a roll, anything like that? Okay, yep, yeah, uh-huh. Well, you know, that just didn't show up this morning. That's the impact of ministry. Bobby and Marion were on for setting up this morning. And you know, what I talked to them about the other day was the fact that a lot of people think, oh, it's just sort of drudgery, you know, we just, we just set stuff up and nobody really notices, nobody really cares. I said, yeah, but you know what? There's a scripture in the Bible that says you might be entertaining angels. On that morning, on this morning, somebody, that cup of coffee may have been the thing that made their day. That thing of coming in and having people who have prepared for you has impact. Does it not? There were people here yesterday who prepared these banners. There are people who've been working for weeks to get ready for this sort of thing. That's the impact of ministry. It it happens very quickly. It happens very easily. And we just sort of take it for granted, don't we? We just sort of take it for granted. Let me tell you about the impact of ministry that, that probably none of you even know about. Sorry, I'm watching the people who are running by. They're jumping with their signs, and it's awesome. Let's talk about impact. The Richmond Roadrunners Club is a, is, is a, a nonprofit club in, in, in the Richmond metropolitan area. And they have, I don't know, a couple, 3,000 members. And they, they basically host races. That's what they do. Uh, they host races. They, they do some charity work, that sort of thing. It's a, it's a, you know, it, it's a, they have a nonprofit board. They don't have any paid staff. Um, that sort of thing. And they have, uh, I made a relationship with them, and the church made a relationship with them some years ago, maybe five, six, seven years ago. And they, they do some running clinics out of here and the 10K training team and that sort of thing. And, and so, you know, it's just they're doing good work in the community, you know? I mean, they're trying to keep people healthy and, and do things that make people happy and, 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 and benefit the community. So I'm like, yeah, come and use our building for what you need. And so we've done this for, for many, many years. And, and just this, I think it was just this past Wednesday, I came in and there was a letter for me. And, and it said private and confidential. And so my, my office manager was like, um, where are you going to open that? <laughs> I'm like, right here. So I open it up and inside, from a member of the Richmond Roadrunners Club, not from the Roadrunners Club, from a member of the Ro- Richmond Roadrunners Club, is a check for $1,000 for this renovation project that we're going to do. And his note to me was, we love what you're doing in the community. Good luck with this project. Impact of ministry. He's never been to worship here. He's never been in this building except for to come, and to, come to a meeting. Now, yes, he knows me a little bit. Okay, that's probably not a good reason to write a check. But, you know, I mean, that, that's the impact of ministry. It's just, I mean, the building, the way we use it, the, the openness that we have to the community sends a message out there that we're about something else other than ourselves. That's the impact of ministry. 
There's a family in, this, in, this, in the church that, that because of the band one day was singing a song called Here I Am, Lord. Right? That's the song? Here I Am, Lord? Yeah. And so starting that night, and you've heard this story before, I'm sure, if you've been here. Starting that night, their three children, when they did their prayers, they have to sing that song. That is the impact of ministry. They, they might not have ever encountered that song had, had we not had people who gave of their time, who made a priority of leading worship, of preparing music, of setting up worship for us. That's the impact of ministry. Right in this very room, um, uh, gosh, was it just 18 months ago, um, we opened our doors, and we, we work with a, um, we work in the organization, and they're on here somewhere, Reestablish Richmond. I think they're on here somewhere. Um, we work in an organization called Reestablish Richmond, and what they do is they work with legal refugees uh, who, are, who are settled in Richmond, and they help them find their way. I mean, most of these folks don't speak the language, um, they've never driven before, and you've got to have a car in Richmond. I mean, you just, you're not going to get almost anywhere without a car. Um, you know, all that stuff, trying to navigate everything that you and I sort of take for granted, they've got to figure out. And so we partner with them, and we give, we give them space for things. And, but this day they said, oh, well, we want to do a luncheon. We have a bunch of Afghani women, who, but, there, but there are too many of them to gather in, in their little apartments. Okay, great, let's, let's do a luncheon. So we did a luncheon. Most of them are Muslim. And the day I came, um, there were 60 or 70 women who showed up. Most of them head coverings. But it was just amazing to me to see the impact of ministry, to see all these Muslim women coming into what is clearly a Christian building, being welcomed in this space. Right? Who knows what it was like in Afghanistan, what they thought of Christians, what their experience was. But on that day, in some little small way, because you can't hide from the fact that this is a church, a Christian church, they felt a welcome from Christ because of you and me being willing to open our doors. We opened our doors to them so that they could do driver's ed classes. And this year, because of Westminster Church, over 55 um, refugees have earned the right to drive in America. They've passed the test. It's huge for them. That's freedom. I mean, if any of you have not been able to drive for a certain period of time because of some surgery or something else or some other thing that happened in your life, you know how that screws up your lifestyle. That's freedom for them. That's the impact of ministry. And, and I'm going to be real honest. I mean, you know, there's a lot of joy in coaching teams and, 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 in, and in serving with the United Way and, and doing some of that stuff. There's, there's lots of joy there, I think. But in a church, in a church you get a family. All the best and worst of that. You know, you got, you got crazy Uncle Fred... And you got Aunt Mary who always wants to hug you and pinch your cheeks, you know. But you get a family. You get a group of people who are asked to care about you and love you right where you are and not to leave you there. I don't think you get that in other places. 
The church is one of the last places where you can have intergenerational things happen. I mean, where, where else do you go other than family events where you've got multiple generations there? Just start thinking about that for a minute. You go coach a ball team, guess, guess who's there? Grandma and Grandpa might be in the stands, but you're not, you're not generally serving right alongside of them. You've got a family. You've, you've got a family to serve with and to grow with and to have impact with. I don't think you, I don't think you get that anywhere else. Jesus invites us into a new life through this ministry. And as we are invited in this new life, then we are called to invite other people into this new life by the way that we serve. That's what we call ministry, right? We do this, we do this not because of some obligation or some duty. It is because the love of God flows through us. Somehow God has touched our lives and you're here this morning. I mean, you come here voluntarily. Nobody dragged you here. I mean, now John Sarah may have dragged some people here, but I mean, I don't know. Your parents may have dragged you here, right? I mean, but we come because God has touched us in some way and, and we, and we want to let that love flow through us to others. But what's interesting to me is that it, 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 see, it seems like that for a lot of us, and, I, and I'll, I'll throw myself in that category, we've made faith, we've made, we, we have made serving God in ministry an elective, not part of the course of study. We've made it an elective. What if, what if you made serving, serving God part of the main course? There are 168 hours in a week. 168. If, you, if you're in bed eight hours a day, how many, how many hours is that a week? 56, eight times seven. Okay, do the times tables, people. <laughs> I mean, we homeschool, so our kids, timetables, whatever. But, okay, so 56, so 168 minus 56, 100 and what? 112. If you work how many hours? 40, 50, 60. Maybe some of you work more than that. Okay, so take that out of there. So let's just take the big number, 60 from 112 is 72. 52, 52. So now think about this in terms of a biblical tithe. What if you tithed every week to God? You set aside five hours to serve Christ. Five hours. I know how you can get two of them real fast. Come to worship and go to Sunday school. There's two. Three other hours? There's work to be done. We need people to set up coffee. We need people to feed for care dogs. If, if every one of us did that, if every one of us did that, we could do Caritas two times a year. Easy. Easy. If every one of us tithed our time and tithed, tithed from our income, we could send a message to this community that, 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 that Christ's presence here is so powerful, we are willing to set that in a priority over other things. Imagine what that would say to people. Because we are a place right now, Westminster is a place right now, where we welcome Democrats and Republicans. (laughs) 
I mean, where is that happening? Let me just tell you that. I mean, don't say too loud, I guess, but, you know, I, I mean, we've welcomed Muslims into this place. We've welcomed other people from other countries who are also serving Christ with the Afram Church, you know? We've worshipped together. We've changed the way we've done things. We have welcomed, um, we've welcomed people from all kinds of different communities. Just the other day, I got a call, and um, this, this, this couple, um, and this may make some people uncomfortable, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, two young men, 22 and 24, and they wanted, they're looking for a church, and they're together. And they can't find anywhere. Because they're not welcome. Because of who they love. I don't think that's the church. I think Westminster can welcome them. But that's going to take a step on our part. We're going to have to trust that God is in the middle of that somehow. That God is in the middle of that. That love is love and that God's love supersedes all of that. My stomach's turning over just a little bit because I, 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 I feel a little vulnerable here. Okay? Just saying. But we can do that with each other because we have a family. Because we have a family. And at the head of that family is Christ. And when we follow Christ, we can do anything. And guess what? We can probably screw some things up too. But you know what? In God, it can all be made right. It can all be made right. So I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to think about your life in a different way. Yes, we have to work. We have to provide for our families. Absolutely, we've got to do that. We've got to, we, we've got to take care of our family. We've got to take care of those primary relationships that we've chosen, right? We've, we've got to do that. But what if the next thing on your agenda was the body of Christ? What if the next thing on your agenda was the body of Christ? Financially, time-wise, all of that. And that doesn't mean that you come to the church to serve, but what that does mean is that if you're available and you're raising your hand and you say, hey, I'm ready to serve, what's going on? I'm, I got some energy around this, I got some energy around that. Wow, what can we do? What kind of message can we send to this community? And Richmond is a church community, the, the church community around Richmond is a church community that is primarily pretty conservative. We have a chance to be a different voice in the midst of that. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying we, we are a different voice. We have an opportunity in the name of Christ to impact people. And it's already happening. It is already happening. And so I want to see, I want you to see some of the impact of ministry today.